We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into the vault. There is really no need for any kind of introductions today because it's pretty obvious. There's a lot to discuss. Pretty significant day in Ravens franchise history for sure. Over the last 27 years or so, the franchise tag has only been used on eight players. And that eighth player is quarterback Lamar Jackson. The team has announced the franchise tag and it has placed the non-exclusive franchise tag on the quarterback, the former MVP winning quarterback and partner. Let's dive in. Welcome into the vault. I'm Bobby Trossett, joined by my co-host, Sarah Ellison. We're going to break this whole thing down for you. It is 4.30 Eastern, about 30 minutes after uh, the deadline for the franchise tag designation window. And let's bring up the statement, Sarah, while, before we kind of dive into the specifics of this. And here it is from Eric DaCosta, general manager of the Ravens. It reads, quote, Having not yet reached a long-term deal with Lamar Jackson, we will use the franchise tag. It's the non-exclusive, which has been widely reported. There have been many instances across the league and in Baltimore when a player has been designated with the franchise tag and then signed a long-term deal that same year. We will continue to negotiate in good faith with Lamar, and we are hopeful that we can strike a long-term deal that is fair to both Lamar and the Ravens. Our ultimate goal is to build a championship team with Lamar Jackson leading the way for many years to come. Here we are. We knew this day would, would arrive. Certainly, I think you and I are both surprised in the sense that if you've been listening to the vault, we kind of thought that it would be the exclusive tag, or at least we felt like that would be the safest option. They went the other way. What's your thought? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't use the word surprise, but I was obviously definitely with you. We've been talking about it for a couple of days. We both said that we were on team exclusive. And the the thought process behind that was that Lamar Jackson is worth more than two first round picks. And I thought it would be a major gamble to put him out there, you know, and make it to where other teams starting Monday, other teams are now free to negotiate with Lamar. He can negotiate with all 31 other teams. So, uh, but surprise, no, because there's been plenty, plenty of reports, um, including from, from Jeff's rebag saying not to, to rule out the non-exclusive in Rappaport, I mean, it was coming out of Indy like like crazy. I mean, it was all coming out that it could be the non-exclusive. So I wouldn't say it's surprising, but uh, I do think that this is a gamble, and we'll we'll get into why they are potentially making this gamble. Uh, but surprising is not the word I would use. 
here are the specific mechanics of of what the non-exclusive means uh, as written by Jonas Schaefer on Twitter. It's a $32.4 million charge against the cap, whether he signs the tender or not. As you mentioned, he can negotiate with other teams starting March 15th when the new league year begins uh, a week in about a week or so. The Ravens would have five days to match a signed offer sheet should another team go after Lamar and he and he would go after that. And then, of course, the July 17th deadline is still is is in place for a long-term extension with the Ravens. Those are the specifics there. There's a number of teams that are, are maybe, I guess, rumored to be interested in the Ravens or at least within fan circles. We'll get to some of those in just a bit. A number of their beat reporters in those respective markets have already chimed in. So we'll dive into that in just a bit. But uh, Real quick but there, Sarah, Bobby, you know, just... Just on the March 15th, sorry to interrupt you there. Um, just on the March 15th, there is a legal tampering period, and that's why starting Monday he's going to be able to start talking with people. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, thank you. I'm, gl I'm glad you fit that in there. And, you know, in a lot of ways, he's going to go test the market. He's going to go see what, right? It's in his court right now at this point, and uh, it should be really, really interesting to see what next week brings. Yeah, the, the, the ball is definitely in his court. I think that obviously they've been going at this for, I don't know, 24 months, maybe longer. Uh, and just by all accounts, it doesn't sound like they ever got even close. I mean, it doesn't matter who, what network you were talking to, what reporter, national, local. It just seemed like they were never close. And so um, in that sense, you can see that it's like, an exclusive tag would just prolong that same process. And perhaps both sides have just said, well, <laughs> neither of us seem to be budging here. So something's got to give. And while I'm sure there are many Ravens fans who are very uh, upset, emotional, frustrated by this decision, I think we all, there's also a, quite a number of fans that are just like, we want resolution because we don't want this to hang over ahead another year. And I think it hanging over the, the Ravens and Lamar's head for another year was, was more likely under the exclusive, but I was willing to live with that so that I wouldn't give them up for less than two ones. But again, that doesn't mean that the Ravens don't have logic behind their thinking and, and we'll get to all of that. Yeah, we'll get to that in just a bit. I have your tweet that kind of breaks down all those thoughts. You present four kind of options that may or may not have, you know, led the Ravens to, to make this decision. But how about some of the teams now that you're starting to see the eyes emojis from fan bases on Twitter and whatnot, right? Because there are a bunch of teams out there that, uh, that have lots of cap space and some pretty sexy draft picks available that need quarterbacks. And a couple of those, are here on the screen, you know, some beat writers checking in here within the last hour or so uh, out in Vegas. Vincent writes, if you're wondering if the Raiders will be involved in Lamar Jackson, the answer is very unlikely. John Kime, beat reporter for the Washington Commanders. Hi, says hello to everybody. It's been an active day on Twitter, as you can imagine. Lamar is not coming here. The end. Diana Russini of ESPN writes the Atlanta Falcons will not be pursuing Lamar Jackson, according to her sources. And then Joe person, I don't have this one on the slide for those of you who are watching this in real time, but Joe person covers the Panthers down in Carolina. Uh, he wrote that Scott Fitterer certainly will discuss and has discussed Lamar Jackson because that's what he does. But the Panthers are not expected to be in the Jackson market, according to his league sources. So again, 
some of this. It's it's early, right? We're literally within the first hour of of um you know post deadline here, Sarah, and you got to take all of it with a grain of salt. But uh, that's where things stand right now. And all four of those teams, obviously, you had heard uh, at least were remotely. Maybe there were conversations had right from the front from respective front offices in Indianapolis, but I think more so than anything else, they're the teams that that need one need quarterbacks two have the cap space to do it and um and three have draft capital as well some of those reports bobby like the the falcons one isn't just from diana i've seen the atlantic report that uh some others and maybe just because we haven't seen it maybe there's others uh when but when you have multiple reporters reporting the same thing that's when you can put more weight into it and so the atlanta one seems to have more weight so far because i've seen more than one person uh report that so uh, who does that leave? I mean, I know um, the Jets maybe, but I also know the Jets have been uh, rumored to be really into Aaron Rodgers. I think Sauce Gardner even put out a tweet earlier today putting his pitch in for for Aaron Rodgers. And obviously the New Orleans Saints came off the market when they signed uh, Derek Carr. Not that the Seahawks were rumored, but they they signed Geno Stone. And then today the Giants signed Daniel Gino Jones. Smith. And <laughs> Gino Smith. It will forever be Gino Stone in my mind. That guy is going to ruin the Gino name for me in Baltimore. You know what I love, though? I love yeah. how you give our, our viewers and listeners a little peek into what goes on in our <laughs> drafting and, and our recording sessions and stuff. You and I have, have great uh, a little. Uh, it's no longer an inside joke that, uh, no, that names it, are not your thing. And, uh, <laughs> and we love you for that. I asked my kids. I'm like. Gardner Aiden, I mean, London, Ella, you know, it's like, it's, it's nonstop. I'm pretty sure I inherited from my parents who, you know, named all seven of us before they got the right person. But um, anyway, my point being back to the point uh, is that that's, you know, some of them have already signed their quarterbacks and then that's four more teams that are reportedly not into it, not in it. Jets will see who, who are we missing that could have been, who could be in the mix. I mean, it only takes one team for sure, but that's a lot yeah. taken out in the first hour. I, I would say prior to an hour ago, there were some folks wondering whether or not the giants were committed to Daniel Jones long-term. So, mm -hmm. and we know how much, how many parallels there are in inroads between the Ravens and the giants from an organizational standpoint. So that just, I mean, perfect segue to kind of, if you hadn't seen it already, uh, the giants and Daniel Jones beat the clock on the franchise tag, quite literally agreeing to terms on a long-term deal. And so, um, you know, it just really at the 11th hour, they got that done. And, and here are the numbers, too. It's a uh, by the way, and this is this is kind of cool, too. Just a year ago, Daniel Jones had his fifth year option declined by the organization. Then Brian Dable comes in, leads the leads big blue back to the playoffs for the first time in years. And now he's become I mean, what, what a heck of a turnaround for him. It's a pretty cool story. It he turned cool that. Story. It, yeah, it is. He turned his contract year into now a four-year deal worth up to a max of, of $195 million and made himself a whole lot of money there. So uh, I, I only bring it up because that's another team that's off the table. Yeah, and just to, to kind of like, yeah, so I, I think that's that's plenty of teams off the table. Uh, you know, somebody else could, could come in. I mean, who knows what would happen. But um, do, you have the, do you have the slide that talks about the eight guys that have been franchised? Listen, I've covered this team long enough that the Ravens have come to like situations like this many times before. And this doesn't even count. I, you know, I mean, these are big names, Chris McAllister, Terrell Suggs, Lodi Nada, Ray Rice. Um, 
you know, those are some big names. And then I can also remember back to when um, they didn't come to a deal with, with Ray Lewis. And I remember even Ray himself would go on, you know, ESPN or other networks. And he was, he was so much in, in our face that more than Lamar Jackson ever has. And it really felt like the relationship was torn at that point. It just, just the way it was going back and forth. And, you know, I just remember Ozzy just being very to the point. And it's like, you know, we offered, you know, Ray, Ray a deal. He didn't accept it. He can go to the free market. And if he wants to, you know, accept our deal later, we'll welcome that. And I, it was close that Ray Lewis, I mean, there was talks about going to Dallas Cowboys and all of this. It just felt so much more dire than it feels like right now with Lamar Jackson. And it felt like there was this relationship tearing at the seams. And then before you know it, Ray Lewis is back. And I'm not saying that that's going to happen with Lamar, but I'm saying that because I've seen lots of comments. Well, no matter what happens, you know, it seems like the relationship is torn. And I, I just don't, I don't buy into that. I think that these are, I don't see any side. They don't strike me as emotional either side. I think both are just like, we're, we're hard on a number, you know, the Ravens have been praising Lamar Jackson. When Lamar is asked, he's always says nice things about the Ravens. You got Calais and his teammates all saying that he, you know, wants to stay here, this and that. Now, I don't think he wants to stay here above getting the best contract he can get. And that was true with Ray Lewis, but the Ray Lewis thing and all of, all of these were most of these guys were eventually signed to a long-term deal minus Matthew Judon and, and Wally Williams and so I just wouldn't get, get to the point where it's like, well, even if they figure this out with the money, like the damage is done. I, I just don't buy into that. I think if Lamar were to go out or if no offer sheets came in or if one came in, the Ravens matched it. I, I just think that, you know, once once it's all settled and there's millions in the pocket, people move forward. Yeah, for those listening later on in, in podcast format, you know, the other names on this list, again, Lamar became the eighth player to get the franchise tag from the Ravens. Most, most recently it was 2020 Matthew Judon before he left for new England Patriots, 2016, Justin Tucker, Ray Rice in 2012, Haloti Nada in 11, Terrell Suggs, 08 and 09, Chris McAllister, 03 and 04. And then back in 98, Wally Williams. So let's now turn to uh, more of kind of what led to this decision, you know, and, and I thought you did a good job at breaking this thing down on Twitter, just kind of inside the heads, inside the minds of the decision makers, perhaps in, in Baltimore's front office. And I'll let you kind of go through your, your yeah. four, you know, different, different options, different scenarios that may have led the Ravens to feel confident or willing to make what was, yeah, it, it's a bold decision here to place the non-exclusive tag on Lamar. Yeah. I, I still would describe it as a gamble, but maybe, and we've been saying this all week that it would be a gamble, but maybe the Ravens doing their homework, maybe they know more than us, or maybe they don't. Maybe this is going to be like Lamar goes out and gets a sweet deal and they're not able to, to match it. Uh, and so maybe, you know, the Ravens have egg on their face, um, you know, or they've done their homework. And I, what I, what I wrote here, and I, I won't read it word for word. I'll kind of summarize it for those that are just on audio format only but it's not scenarios. It's more like because it's a gamble in my mind, they must be feeling at least one or all four of the following. Okay. Because you're inviting other people to come and negotiate with your franchise quarterback MVP. You're inviting that. So you must be feeling one of these four things or all of them. Number one, you must be feeling confident 
that another team won't give up two first round picks plus more fully guaranteed money than you've offered. So you must be feeling pretty good about your offer and or you must be feeling pretty good about the market and where teams that are quarterback needy, where you think they're going to go to get their quarterbacks. Um, a lot of the guys, teams that are needy, they've got pretty good draft picks and there's some you know, pretty good quarterbacks in the draft. Now that's a gamble too, because you don't know that any of them are going to be an MVP like Lamar, but they also wouldn't have to give up two firsts and all this fully guaranteed money. So maybe they're feeling confident about that. Number two, they could be feeling a hard reality right now. Okay. And that hard reality is that they've been negotiating for 24 months and they haven't come close to a deal. So now they're like, okay, we've put our best foot forward, we feel, and given Lamar several offers, we don't know how many have been out there, but we know that it's definitely more than one, and we've given out several offers, and we're not close. So let's put it in his court, let him negotiate a deal, and then either he'll find a deal that's better than ours and we have a chance to match it, or he'll find out that our offer is the best offer which is what happened with, with Ray Lewis, okay? Number three, they may be feeling a reluctance to cut and or restructure a lot more um, veteran contracts. I mean, you're going to have to cut some pretty big names. We've talked about them before on the show, some of the cap casualties, or not only just the cap casualties, you got to go to guys that you've already restructured in the past, Ronnie Stanley, uh, Marlon Humphrey, Mark Andrews, like all these guys, you just got to kick the can down the road. And we all know the Ravens don't like to do that. So they save about 13 million by doing the non-exclusive. And then number four, they may be feeling hope that this way of going instead of the exclusive tag, the exclusive tag, I feel like could have dragged this out for another year and maybe worse if he held out. Right. Whereas with the non-exclusive, you are inviting people to come. Lamar can see what's out on the market and then that way you get this resolved more quickly and you try to avoid your starting quarterback holding out during the summer, especially with a new offensive coordinator and a new offense coming in into, uh, you know, Baltimore. So, so I, I, that's, that's my speculation of it, that they're going to invite them to, to, to negotiate with their franchise quarterback because they're feeling one or all of those four things. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, no, I'm, it's a great outline. And, you know, while you were putting that together, other players, uh, both past and present Ravens, were weighing in on the situation, including... Tony Jefferson, former Raven safety, spent some time in Baltimore last year before finishing the year with the uh, New York Giants. He tweeted out, my opinion, Lamar will be a Raven. They'll let the market dictate his contract. I also believe they'll match any offer he accepts. Two first round picks is simply not enough to replace his real, his rare talent and his value to the franchise. Ravens fans, it will work out. That's just my opinion. And I thought that Stephen Holder, too, as I kind of work my way back into the slides here, put up a, an interesting tweet that I tend to f- feel is, I, I, I tend to agree with this. Stephen Holder writes, my theory on Lamar Jackson is the Ravens have reason to feel strongly. No competing team will deliver on the fully guaranteed deal. And I think this is kind of what you were getting at too earlier on. I think it's naive to think owners haven't been discussing this among themselves. They care a lot about precedent or in this case, pushing back on it. And of course, He's talking about what we all believe for the most part is an aberration and an outlier. And that's the $230, uh, 230. Yeah, right. $230 million guaranteed by the Cleveland Browns a year ago to Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And I mean, uh, listen, I don't have a strong opinion on this one way or the other, that kind of line right there where Ravens feel strongly, no competing team will deliver. Um, and so people are are quickly saying, is this collusion between the owners? Uh, it very well may be, you know, but that type of stuff is hard to prove because it's also well known that owners don't want to give fully guaranteed money. I don't know that they need to go into a, you know, in a group chat or in a back room or whatever to to discuss that. And I think, as you can tell by by Steve Bashotti's reaction when Deshaun Watson got that fully guaranteed deal, uh, he was not happy. And he made that pretty clear. He wasn't hesitant to, to say that. So, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's I'm sure the NFLPA uh, will be if if Lamar doesn't get any you know bites at the apple, then I'm sure the NFLPA will will come a, come out with that accusation it's definitely already happening all over all over twitter um and it's you know certainly one thing to accuse it and you under you know you can understand when you see all these teams or reports coming out that none of these teams are going to go after him um but you know to, to accuse it and to prove it are two different things quick pause in um in the stream just to let you know that we almost we have well over 900 people in here between our two youtube channels and my facebook page live stream so that's pretty cool thanks so much for dropping in obviously it's uh it's been a long time coming here leading up to the the deadline just do us a favor if you've been enjoying our stuff please like this video so it can be just, we can be discovered by other ravens fans in and outside of baltimore and also subscribe to the channel if you haven't already done so, we produce and create and host daily Ravens content Monday through Friday. And uh, we've been having a lot of fun doing this since since July. So um, anything we have, uh, we, we're definitely going to take some questions. 
uh, before yeah. we kind of you know wrap things up. So if you have maybe asked a question, there's hundreds of comments already in here. So go ahead and just copy and paste your question again and resubmit it or else I'm not going to be able to go back and find it. But uh, before we get to some Q&A, anything else that we haven't discussed yet? Uh, basically, you know, March 5th, you know, just some things to reiterate, I guess, if you maybe if you're especially if you're just tuning in now on the live stream, you know, there's, there's, there's one specific date that you're going to probably want to keep in mind here over the next week or so. And that is the, the March 15th, um, new league year beginning at 4 PM Eastern where Lamar can start seeing what this market's looking like for him. Yeah. So why don't, while you sift through, Bobby has to do like double duty here. Let me fix my camera. Bobby does double duty as he's like the triple duty, really the, the editor and, and the producer and also a commentator. Uh, so I'll buy you some time to look up some of these questions that uh, may or may not be coming in. And I'll just do a question that I'll bring up a question that I've gotten a lot on Twitter already. There's been like um, people trying to think, you know, outthink the the franchise tag and the rules there and try to come up with clever ways to kind of uh, get Lamar while pushing payment down the road. And one of those theories that has kind of been out there is that let's say somebody like the dolphins who doesn't have a first round pick um how could they get in on the action if they wanted the you know lamar jackson or if another team wanted to employ this and that is you can put an offer sheet because an offer sheet can be put on in on lamar all the way up until mid-july i think it's like july 17th something like that um they can put an offer sheet in for a for a long-term deal but but to play on the tag, it can happen up through week 10. So say like somebody wants to wait until after the draft and they agree to an offer sheet with Lamar after the draft. And that would mean that the Ravens get first round picks, not in 2023 because the draft has already passed, but then one into 2024 and then one in 2025. And that would be terrible. <laughs> right? Could you imagine if the Ravens lost Lamar this year and then didn't get a first round pick until 2024 and 2025? I mean, it's tough to reload that far down uh, the, the pike. So uh, yes, that is an incentive. People have asked me, like, would teams be willing to do that? I would just say that's an incentive, but there's more negatives, drawbacks to that strategy because a team to do that would essentially not have to get into the free agent market. Like you got to save a lot of money, <laughs> a lot of money because you would want to front load that thing to make sure the Ravens don't match. And so you would need a lot of 2023 cap space. So basically you're saying, okay, I'm not getting into free agency, number one. And then number two, you're like changing up your draft strategy without the assurance of having Lamar Jackson. Uh, and then you're also doing all that while in the meantime, another team could swoop in or the Ravens and Lamar could come to an agreement. And then you did all that for nothing because Lamar signed by somebody else. So I just don't think that that's a realistic possibility that somebody would do that. So that's just a question I've gotten. Plenty of Q&A coming in in the meantime here. Let's begin. Of course, we're always going to incentivize and give priority to the folks that are using the YouTube Super Chat features, and we do appreciate those donations, whatever they, they come into amount-wise. And uh, our first one is, do you all believe the Colts or Raiders are players in offering Lamar a contract? I've heard a lot that the Falcons 
Raiders and others are out. And yeah, I mean, you can add the Panthers to that list, I guess, and the commanders as well, if, if, but we're only going by what the beat reporters are saying, right? Like they may, they maybe have checked in with, with their respective teams and gotten, you know, an early feel here, literally within the first hour, it's, it's, it's four Eastern here. It's, it's, it's 58 minutes since this deadline passed, but um, yeah, the, the Colts are Raiders, uh, obviously two teams that are, um, that are quarterback needy. So you'd have to add them into the bunch, but I don't believe they have as much cap space as, as the, you know, the, the, the Falcons, the, um, the, the, the Panthers, those were kind of the two teams, Sarah, that you, you probably heard the most about specifically just based on the amount of draft capital that they have available. And also, you know, cap space wise that could actually pull off, you know, um, a Lamar trade. Yeah, I, I'm not finding it. I was trying to look it up while you were talking. I, I I thought I had seen something during the combine in Indianapolis that the Colts uh, were not going to go that route and that they were going to try to draft their next quarterback. So, but but to answer his question, yeah, they could all do it. They could all do it. So, and that's time. That's time is going to. We'll tell. Time will tell. We'll see. And even if all these reporters. Um, you know, are saying they're not going to to jump in, you know, I mean, who knows things could change or whatever. So that's what this is all about. This is the, this is the chess match that Lamar and the Ravens are, are playing here. So any one of them could do it at any time. Let's see. Let's keep going through here. Our guy, David Kewer checking in. Uh, this was the only option and speaking to the non-exclusive tag Ravens would not get a hundred percent from Lamar playing on an exclusive tag. He already showed us with his skipping out on the playoffs. We know that's an opinion there put forth by David. I know Sarah and I both believe um, that, that he was injured. It was a PCL sprain that, uh, you know, was debilitating enough to keep him sidelined. And he's been upfront about that, even releasing the medical details and John Harbaugh, you know, doubled down on that uh, during his press conference last week at the combine. And, you know, I, I'm not, I, I don't know if he would have, I, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say the Ravens wouldn't have gotten a hundred percent from him if he had played on the exclusive tag. Wouldn't you say this? I know that the figures are different here. Humor me for a second between the fifth year option, 23 million and change and the exclusive at 45 and change. But wouldn't they have said that the same thing about the, 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 you know, the, the, the fifth year option or the fifth year option, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, he could have, he, I mean, if if Lamar Jackson was the person that David is accusing him of, that could be true with with anything. That could be true with the exclusive or the non-exclusive. Um, so I, I just don't think I, I take Lamar Jackson at his word. I don't. Uh, Lamar Jackson is a straight shooter. I don't think he's a liar. He has come out several times. Everybody and their dogs were telling Lamar Jackson to hold out last summer. They were saying the same before his fifth, fifth year, you know, the, the fifth year option, stay home, stay home, stay home. Don't, don't, don't step a foot on a blade of grass. And he did, and he defied everybody saying to do so. And so all the questions, not all of them, but so many questions when he showed up, it's like, why are you here? Why are you doing this? And he's like, cause I don't want to do this to my teammates. I, like, I, you know, I'm a team player. I don't want to do this. Plus I love football. It's in my blood. So he showed up for for training camp but yet people think he didn't come back in the playoffs when he was injured and I and I take his tweet uh at face value he said he was injured the team said he was injured and I believe he was injured because he was there when he didn't have to be last summer
couple more here. We are in a little bit of a time crunch. Joseph Giglio checking in. Can you think of a worse day in Ravens offseason history? And I think this was written before we kind of broke everything down and explained, you know, sort of the, the details and the nuances of this. But, you know, in a lot of ways, it doesn't it feel kind of refreshing in a way. You know, it's like they're the, the exclusive tag would have come with, I mean, major, major ramifications for team building, you know, for 2023 and beyond. So it's almost like, Hey, Lamar, we, we want you to go and test out the market. Steve Bashotti and company feel as if they've done enough due diligence to feel hope. Hopefully they, they feel good enough to go and allow him to do that because they feel strongly what they've offered is uh, market value for, for what he's earned, what he, what he deserves. And um, you know, in a perfect world, he goes out, he tests it out, and he says to himself, you know what? The grass doesn't seem to be as greener as maybe I thought on the other side. And let me go back to the drawing board here and and see what, you know, if that deal is still there from a long-term extension standpoint that will allow them to, you know, kind of backload things and, and team build in the here and now for 2023 and win right now. Cause I think a lot of us believe that there's a window right now in Lamar Jackson's prime. And if they don't capitalize on it and they haven't over the last five years, that's going to be a tough one to swallow. Yeah. Uh, I can think of a lot of days that were worse than today. I can think <laughs> of Ray Rice. That was, Oh, that was terrible going through that. Uh, I mean, I can think of of deaths happening. Steve McNair in the middle. I mean, there's been way worse. This situation is not over yet. Um, uh, you know, and like you said, in a way, it is refreshing for me anyway, in that there's it's a step forward to push this to a point that we're going to get a decision or get closer to a decision. So in that sense, uh, I think it's good. But to his point, if the Ravens lose Lamar Jackson – and they don't replace him. We'll come back to this day as as the decision to go the route that they did. Let's finish up with one more YouTube super chat feature. We appreciate you guys uh, donating and being interested in the show. Seven uh, G Phil writes: Thought about Dan Snyder potentially blowing up this entire scheme, ultimately setting a new precedent because he's leaving anyways. And of course, he's the uh, polarizing owner of the Washington Commanders. All I'll say is this: uh, They according to John Kime, who is as plugged in as it gets commanders beat reporter has been for a long time, says that the, that the commanders are not a player and they are not going after Lamar Jackson, but they do need a quarterback. They're going with Sam Howell right now. Who's a second year guy out of North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, they do need a QB. We'll see what they do, whether it's in free agency or through draft or ride with Sam Howell, who is extremely unproven at this point. So that's that. I'm just seeing a tweet that explains why the Dolphins might have to be out on Lamar also, and it has to do with some of the the wording. It's it's of the CBA on, on this whole thing. I don't have time to read it now, but that's another team <laughs> that, that could have to be out. Um, yeah, I did see the theory that Snyder, you know, they're pushing him out anyway, so he could just do a big, you know, F you as, as he's leaving to, and reset the quarterback market and say, you guys want to push me out? Fine. This is my parting gift. Uh, but, but yeah, like you said, uh, they're reporting that they're out. So again, 
we got to go buy those these reports until something actually happens. But for now, we're going to stick a bookmark in this one, and we're going to revisit this on a number of levels over the course of the next couple of days. Do us a favor. If you've been enjoying our stuff, please like this video so that other Ravens fans, other Baltimore sports fans can discover what we're doing on a daily basis. If you want to support the show, if you want to support what we're building, there's a number of different ways you can do so. You see it on the screen. You can send us a Venmo at Ravens Vault Podcast, and you can also also check us out to, to maybe even be more involved with us on a, on a more intimate level, um, just, you know, in, in getting something in return uh, through Patreon. And you can check out what we're offering at patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault podcast, including we just had our first sponsor of a one specific show earlier this week, Tanner Mashburn. We appreciate him uh, for donating and, and wanting to sponsor one of our podcast episodes. So partner, anything else before we we jump from you? One small thing, I did get a tweet. Jameson, whose last name I'm currently forgetting, but it was not an easy name to pronounce, Bobby. He tweeted at me that I got his name right in the show. So I do get Elfric. it right. Elfric. Yeah, Elfric, yeah. I do get it right, but that was with your help for sure on that name. So, uh, you know, I do pronounce him right sometimes, though. You do. You do. And uh, we, we appreciate you. We appreciate your, your analysis and perspective on all this. And uh, again, it's only just beginning March 15th, 4 p.m. Eastern. The new league year begins and teams will have a chance to, to go after Lamar Jackson. And most importantly, he's going to have a chance to listen and look and see what what offers are potentially out there to see if is, is, the, is the grass greener on the other side or not. So. Yeah, the, the off season really has just begun in a lot of ways. And uh, the, the new season is beginning next week. So as always, thanks for supporting us. Go check out what we're building in audio only form while you're at it. You can check out our daily episodes on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, you name it. We thank you so much for the support. And for my co-host and partner, Sarah Ellison, I am Bobby Trossett signing off from this instant reaction episode. The Ravens have officially placed the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. And really, the offseason's only just begun. We'll be back soon.